Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm Gemma Cray and I'm chatting with Tanya Notaro about the Dublin Feminist Film Festival. So, and um, this fabulous film festival, it's one of our favourites and it takes place this year from the 20th to the 23rd of August. And it's going to be a hybrid festival. So you actually get to see these fabulous films on the big screen, which I'm really, really delighted about. So, so first up, um, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about yourself, how you became involved with the festival. Okay. Um, okay. I hate that question about me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep a film based. Um, so I'm an actor. Um, I am a uh, graduated from Bow Street Academy at Gate School of Acting and Momentum Studios where I studied Meisner. Um, I've been in feature films like Mark O'Connor's Carport Gangsters, Stephen Gaffney's Red Room, uh, AMC's TV shows, AMC's Into Badlands and CBS's Evidence of Evil and a ton of uh, short films. Um, I got into writing accidentally <laughs> uh, last year where I um, stumbled into a master's in screenwriting for film and TV at the National Film School, IADT. Um, and through there, I got a scholarship from Warner Brothers. And last year I was inaugurated into their creative talent team as a one to watch um since then i've won a few little awards and bus reason stuff like that but that's all that's all boring no one's that's a very <laughs> very good uh, cv so so that's a very impressive background so um how i got involved in, fa- in the festival i actually seen it online i seen that it was advertised online and i thought i remember i think i went to see kiss and candies at the dublin feminist film festival a couple of years back um, I think that was in a lighthouse. Um, but yeah, I just, ex- equality is extremely important to me. Um, and to be in a position to elevate the voices of not just a certain type of women, but all women in film is just something that seemed really exciting. Um, and there's just been a, a control narrative in film for a long time. And we need stories now, diverse stories about underrepresented people, written by underrepresented people. And um, that's so important too. And I'm I'm a working class female in this industry. So um, to have some someone like myself on the on the boards um, is kind of gives a different perspective on watching the films and taking them all in, you know. Um, it's just something that as well we've been really conscious of choosing the films, and you'll see a lot of diversity in the program. Uh, these are stories about women written by women, and I think. Um, you're going to see a really honest and refreshing take on many of our struggles as women in society um, and it was just brilliant to be a part of something like that it's every year like they I think what you guys do so well is pick a different perspective mm-hmm. to address to kind of look through the lens so to speak yeah. at, at projects I know there was um was the the last year before covid there was celebrating um, historical Irish women in film and there was this yeah. beautiful ad and like actually where the first time I saw it I genuinely got choked up because you just go there's so much talent out there mm. and yet and like and really talented women and yet it is not represented as 50-50 in no. so many arenas so I think like that having this festival to to do that. I think it's like and it's it's we're not being like divisive here and all I, I know I always say art should never be defined by gender and it's we're not we're not doing it to be divisive it's kind of women get overlooked a lot especially when it comes to funding 
Um, so it, we're overlooked in festivals because, you know, men have higher production values and a lot of stuff. So we just wanted to give, just to have a nice space just for women and just show, look, this is what we can do. This is what we're capable of. And there's a lot of, on small, on small budgets. A lot of these films are on small budgets and what they're doing is absolutely incredible. And it is like there's, there's such ingenuity. So this is the perfect time for us to uh, dig in a little bit and just go, um, okay, so can you tell us what are your what are your highlights? I know I'm very excited to see Wildfire. Mm-hmm. Wildfire, yeah, we actually have an in in person screening for Wildfire on the Saturday at six thirty in the IFI. Um, Wildfire is beautiful, and um, as we know, uh, Nika McGuigan won Post Women's the IFTA for Best Actress. Um, so it's it's just it's just a stunning film um about setting of two sisters who grew up on the fractions of of the Irish border. And when one of them who has been missing finally returns home, this intense bond where sisters reunited and together they unearth their mother's past, but uncover secrets and resentments which have been buried deep and threatened to overwhelm them. So it's not necessarily about the troubles, but it's about the effects the troubles have on a family. And um, something that unfortunately is very timely at the moment. And again, yes. like such a, a strong kind of female-led cast and mm-hmm. um team as well. So that's so like that that for me one stood out. Like, I can't wait to see uh Kathy Brady at work. Yeah. Basically, I've I I watched one of her shorts years ago. I think short change and it's just so beautiful. Yeah, she's it's it's lovely, and um I think people will really enjoy it. Um Another one, one of my favourites that I'm going to highlight now, we can talk to them all, but one of them is called a film called Maternal. It's it's Italian documemaker Maura Del Piero's first narrative feature, which I thought was just stunningly nuanced. Um, It's about Luciana, who's a destructive, rebellious teenage mother. She lives with her daughter Nina in a woman's refuge run by a group of nuns in Buenos Aires. Um, Her friendship with Fatty... um, and their shared experience of being children abruptly converted to mothers presents the heartbreaking experience of life in a, in a refuge. This film, like it kind of observes women from the margins of society who are thrust into an environment where the Virgin Mary is held up as this exemplar of motherhood and how that ideal holds up with the considerably less virginal reality of maternal life. Um, you can see the young the young kids are all, you know, indoctrinated from such a young age that the model family is man, woman, child, and they all have to, like every morning, kiss the Virgin Mary and stuff like that. One of the reasons why we chose this is because of its relevance to Ireland in regards to the mother and baby homes at the moment. Now, not the brute, like, no, not the brutalism of it. There's like, this film is, it's, it's quite funny in parts, but it's the way religion has been allowed to treat certain women in society and deem, deem them lesser, basically, due to their behaviour outside unrealistic norms set upon them. So this is a really, really gorgeous film that, you know, highlights that motherhood, what it means to be motherhood. And, you know, we're not all maternal as well. You know, women are considered, I for sure am the opposite of maternal. I don't know what that is, but that would be me. <laughs> you know, um, we're not all maternal. And it, it kind of, it's lovely that it shows that, you know, women are expected to be um you know just child bearers 
Yeah. But we are not. No. <laughs> we that is, that's, that's been the narrative <laughs> in this in this yeah. country for a long time. And even still, there's still yeah, so many issues surrounding it. Um <laughs> we could we could talk for another hour on a podcast on that, but we'll we'll continue. Absolutely. On. <laughs> and it, I've seen there was there's a mix of documentary and uh live yeah. and live action drama. There's like it, yeah. it, I, I, I just from a quick glance at the the program, it did seem like there was a good few themes that yeah. kept so, coming back. So we have a documentary, and this is a really, really interesting uh, documentary. Um, it's it's kind of hard hitting, and, and it's very, it's very, very hard for me to explain and articulate what it actually is. And I think it's a must-see for everybody. This film is called Afterward. It's a documentary by Jerusalem-born trauma expert Ofra Bloch. Um, she forces herself to confront her personal demons as she investi- investigates the current wave of anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism sweeping parts of the world. Um, seen as a victim in Germany and a perpetrator in Palestine, Bloch faces those um, she was raised to hate as she searches to understand the identity-making narratives of the Holocaust and the Nakba, violent and non-violent resistance, and the possibility of reconciliation. She talks through her observations with Germans, with fellow Israelis and Palestinians, and asks about their experiences. She explores the she explores the dichotomies of victimhood and oppressor, the losses suffered on all sides, the pain that lingers for generations and the stories we all tell ourselves to justify misguided actions. So it's a really intense uh, document, but so worth seeing. It's just incredible to see it from different perspectives who are in the midst of it, mm. not just, you know, not just people uh, viewing or viewing it through social, social media or um, it's actually people who grew up with this history and who are in the midst of it god I'd, like it's it's you're 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 not shying away from hot topics with, no with absolutely this, not with this program that's why i love festivals so much <laughs> but we also we also have a balance there as well we have um this is kind of more of a, a diary document it's called letter to a friend it's a video essay by palestinian artist emily jasser and this diary document where she writes to a close friend concerning her family home there just there as well as the road on which it sits and the city through um which that road travels interlacing images textures movements traces and sounds quite experimental sounds uh, over century yeah and you know when i was forced when i first kind of um started watching i was like hmm i'm not sure uh, about this but as it went on it was like as a film as a film audience we're usually voyeuristic but with this you get a sense of being in the midst of it which allows you in a way to understand the situation a little bit more you witness the decimation of an area you know where she grew up where her father grew up her grandfather grew up and how this is just this this street this area has just been reduced to nothingness um, it's been closed off and becoming more and more secluded and you see the walls being built and you can see them getting bigger and longer and it makes you feel so claustrophobic as a viewer and I can't imagine what it feels like to live there it just it, it, it definitely elicited a lot more empathy than I was expecting a diary document to do and it's yeah it, it is it's quite experimental and it's really really lovely we also have um 
we have like a portmanteau feature film, which I've never actually seen done before. It probably has been, but I've never done, seen it done before. Um, it's called Vi, and it's this gorgeous moving portmanteau feature film. And it's made by nine uh, female Pacific filmmakers, nine different filmmakers, filmed in seven different locations. Uh, Fiji, Tonga, Solomon Islands, uh, Cook Islands, Samoa, and New Zealand. And it tracks the journey of, um, of empowerment through culture in eight separate moments and takes place over the lifetime of one woman vibe, played by different in, um, indigenous actresses um, in each of the Pacific countries. It's such an ambitious film. And I think it works. It's so colourful and vibrant. You know, it's all these traditions that are interwoven and costumes and, you know, absolutely just beautiful family. But there's a lot of frustration underneath in regards to what is expected of being a woman and trying to hold on to tradition, but also wants to break break those traditions and search for something more, you know, leaving the island and your family to explore other things and what comes with that and, and, and what you're sacrificing. So that's it's obviously it's, it's really is it's something really special and you're you're, you're gripped from the start because it's a beautiful complex mix of of stuff that isn't you know like that's not what yeah. I'm seeing when I when I log into Netflix which is oh no great to get exposed no, to no. yeah by and it like it when I was like oh nine different uh filmmakers and working in different locations bringing it all together and it it worked it, it really did work and it was it takes you on this beautiful journey journey of womanhood and it's yeah it's very very empowering i'm also very excited about the shorts yeah the short program our short program is great um the program uh you know it's just, it's just an eclectic mix of female filmmakers whose who's work navigates our, our team this year is uh care and connection and so we've carefully chosen and um different films that 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 weave in 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 this theme of caring connection through examinations of of the everyday and extraordinary um the desperate and fantastical and how can we offer ourselves through care and how how do we find connection in everyday objects and, and glitter and escape you know um so again it's very diverse we have you know, experimental shorts like On the Couch of My Depression from um, Angarad Gladding, New Zealand, to um, again, an art house short, Hen, an Irish on Hen by, uh, you probably know, Janet Camperman. <clears throat> she's an up and coming director now, she's doing great things. We have um, also comedy Ascending Grace by director Claire Bourne, and we have. Um, and produced by Fiona Kinsler. Yes, that's yes. it. Yeah. And a beautiful Iranian uh, short called Spring and Autumn, which we end with, which is going to leave people just feeling absolutely beautiful. It's my one of my favourites in the whole programme. Um, and we have one or two animation shorts in there as well. Yes, yeah, so we have great short film prizes. We have awards for them. We have um, a Best Irish Short and Best International Short Award and Best Animation Award. So the best Irish short will win mentoring with Mary Kay O'Flanagan. We all know and love Mary Kay. Oh my gosh, um, she's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. She's so she's good. Actually, <laughs> she was one of my lecturers in, in, in college and she's just so structured and so knowledgeable and so kind for her time. And I think she's like, she can see the matrix, like whatever, when it comes to writing, like whatever is wrong or whatever is the issue, she can, she can see it. But I think this is the sign of, of a really good teacher. She can, 
make you change it and not just suggest a change, which, you know, like, which I think is, is a lot more sort of powerful because you get so much more from that but she does it in such a brilliant organic way by just asking these questions but she's brilliant like she she pulls so much stuff out of you and she makes you question things that you would never initially do on your own she's just so skilled at what she does you know she's at it a long time and she's great so she she will act as a, a mentor to an emerging female writer to improve their scale and bring the project to the next level this will um include um three meetings and guidance towards a new draft and editing the new draft. So that will work out a total of 20 hours of Marie Kate's time at an estimated value of 2000 euro, which is, I'd love that myself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I know, I know how good she is. We all know how, how good Marie Kate is. And um, then we have the best international short will um, win a one hour consultation and personalized festival strategy with Katie McCullough from Festival Formula. A lot of filmmakers overlook and, um, actually you know submitting to festivals and what it takes and where you need to submit and what you need to submit and what festivals look for and so she will ta- take into account and talk talk you through um the length production values genre and budget and limitations for a submission phase um that the winner filmmaker can implement themselves which is such an incredible prize you know um the best animation award um they will win like a hundred euro camera clip voucher brilliant yeah, so it's it. We I I think they're really great prizes. I know I would love them, but also the 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 actually winning award, actually getting that to attach it to a film. I I think as well. Yeah, that it's, that it's yeah, such a, a good set of judges and an, an established festival that have been around doing this thing for for quite a while. Like I I think that's a nice. Nod but it's to not. Have. Yeah, like, and they're so practical. Not, they're not just, you know, a trophy. And trophies are great in a certain, I'm not putting that down at all. But they're just really brilliant, practical prizes that, you know, that everyone needs and would love, you know. And more festivals should be given stuff out like that, I think. And it's to be such a small festival, like, you know, we're non-profit and stuff like that, to be able to give these awards is so, it's just so special. I can't wait to, to, to you know we we don't really know who the who um we don't choose the winner we don't choose the awards we have a jury which are we we we, we pick that are outside of ourselves so um it's not up to us who wins as well like, I, also, <laughs> I also think it's mad the choices people make as well because there's tastes vary so much oh my god i i sometimes i even even when we are in the program i'm like so, something that I really think would would not like whether another person would love and I'm like how <laughs> it's so subjective and it's so hard because you have someone that has made a, a truly beautiful film but maybe this one is more relevant now so you know people are going to go for that more it's it's so subjective yeah, um, and, and if there's two things that are too similar in theme or if something's just a little bit too long it doesn't fit the program and the program yeah. like you just it's it's a million different things like it's so difficult like it's so uh, hard it's heartbreaking push. it's really heartbreaking and it's you know it's it kind of made me realize myself as you know who's going to make um my fourth short now soon it makes me feel a lot better submitting because I can just go right okay maybe it's not bad maybe it just doesn't fit and and that's most of the time it just it's not that your work is bad it just didn't fit this time you know could be for 
again from multiple reasons uh too long and um, there's one similar um we had something similar last year it, um it loads didn't fit the theme it's all different things to consider in it you know and, and that like yeah that is like as a filmmaker as so well you you are just rejected and you're never told why but why? It's, it's, it's normally something like you'll go oh it's because this or it's because they don't like that. and you're like actually it's, it could be it's probably <laughs> yeah. something you never ever thought about yeah like actually the color is too yellow in the in the thing and it doesn't match the <laughs> the aesthetic of, of that what that person like it could be anything and you just don't exactly, know yeah yeah but, um, okay so, so back back to those lovely uh features that you were talking mm-hmm. about yeah we have this film this is this is really strange because this was made in 2019 and it's so it was so similar to what was happening during the pandemic. It was it was really really strange. It was it's by Italian screenwriter director Emanuela Rossi. Um, it's about a seventeen year old girl Stella who lives with her father and two younger sisters Lucia and Aria, in a house in an isolated area with heavy wooden barred windows. Um, her father is the only one who's allowed to go outside because outside it's um apocalyptical. <laughs> People wear masks, have to go outside with masks. Um. Our father says, but something about um, the father and Stella's story doesn't quite add up, and it kind of unravels. Then I don't want to don't don't too, too, too much of the plot away, but it's a film about girls who question the stories they've been told, and it's also um, a film made before the pandemic, which it really captures this experience of being confined to the home, um, and of the anxiety you experience when venturing outside, and especially there's a supermarket scene, which I think at the start of the pandemic, everyone can relate to that fear and anxiety of actually going out um, into a supermarket. <laughs> so that's the, and the acting of the, the three young girls is just outstanding. It's incredible. Really, really, really incredible. And um, that's a beautiful film. And our last one that I haven't mentioned yet is um, called Nudo Mexico. This is by director screenwriter Angeles, Angeles Cruz. And it's based on the filmmaker's experiences and personal story. Um, it um, follows three characters, Maria, Esteban and Tona, all returning to their hometown of San Mateo for different reasons. Maria must face her father's rejection while bringing her own mother and navigate her love life. Um, Esteban comes home after being away for years, only to find out that his wife, Chabela, is living with someone else, which will have substantial consequences for her. And then Tona uh, returns to her village to protect her daughter against the abuse she suffered herself from. These three intersecting stories um, and characters are faced with personal challenges from rejection, betrayal to um, prosecution and abuse, while the film also tackles more global topics such as customs, um, migration and culture. So you can see from all those films that it's extremely diverse program. You're getting so much um, from them all. You get an Irish, we have an Irish one in there as well. Um, yeah, so indigenous, indigenous women, women on the margins. This is all about, about, about these stories told by those women. It's a fabulous. No, it's 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 a it's a it's a great line. But I mean it's always I I expect nothing less from, from you guys. Uh because again, there's so much for people to see. I just love um like that, that that eye that you guys always bring like and, and again like that new look at these at these kind of well-established themes um so i you know you get everyone i would 
say get your tickets now um oh i, I never asked about yeah. the master classes sorry ignore the master classes yeah yeah um the master classes yeah we have two great master classes which i actually can't wait <laughs> um so our first master class is on saturday at two o'clock with filmmaker Maeve Murphy. Maeve Murphy and is writer. She's, she's been doing fabulous stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, great stuff. She's um award-winning screenwriting film director and she has made three features, Silent Grace, Beyond the Fire, and Taking Stock. And uh, Maeve will be talking about care and connection a writer must take when developing a screenplay about real people and real events. So the idea, the concept of a film, um, a screenplay, how it emerges um core empathy for women on the marriage society or women-led events and writing film narratives around real experiences events and people so this is great for screenwriters who might have something um they're working on about a real person a real event or something that they know might have happened and how you must take considerable care in um approaching people approaching subjects if you want to do interviews approaching people um about interviews and you know talking about someone about their trauma and stuff like that so if you do have if you are a screenwriter and you're writing something like that this would be a perfect masterclass for you she's brilliant like so fabulous and again um i see ashling walsh uh song for raggy boy yeah. again just another visceral I'm, powerhouse I'm, of an irish classic so i want to love ashling walsh she is not only such a powerhouse but she is so generous with her time and her skills it's insane she's um so that masterclass on sunday at two o'clock um and ashton is a filmmaker i'm sure everyone knows who she is um known for award-winning film song for raggy boy and the gorgeous Maudie, which stars one of my favorite actors sally hawkins i just love her so much (laughs) and which won the and Maudie won the canadian screen award and an ifta for best director she is also a BAFTA winner for her work on TV miniseries Room at the Top. And Ashton will be talking about her process and there is so much to learn from her. So with the two masterclasses, they're an hour long. They're 45 minutes of, um, you know, Ashton, Ashton talking, Maeve talking, and then we have 15 minutes Q&A. So if you have any questions you want to ask about anyone's, anyone's process about Maeve's or Ashton's, um, you can on Zoom, you know, yourself you know, ask the questions in the chat and I will bring it forward to either of them. Brilliant. Thanks so much for, for facilitating that because they're two <laughs> brilliant brains for, for us to pick. Um, and I think it's great to get access to something. I also think when attending kind of Q&As and masterclasses, there's something different, I think, in, about the vibe in the Dublin Feminist Film Festival, for want of a better word, or something that may be overused, but it's a very safe space. Like oh, I think yeah. it's a very kind of open place so you can come with your questions. I think sometimes yeah. it can be very kind of dominated by egos sometimes or, you know, people go up, but I think it's a very um, engaging place. So I love uh, listening to anything, <laughs> any talks or anything that goes on as part of the festival. Anything goes like, I mean, look, we're open. We're just open for anyone who questions, any questions that challenge challenges the system right now. We love, we just want to hear, we want to know how to, make a bar um, and bring those questions forward to the people that need to hear them. 
Fabulous. Okay, so now I'll go into the, the ticket spiel. Yes, our, our, our full festival schedule is, as I said, Friday, August 20th to uh, Sunday, August 22nd. And this is hybrid. So if you go onto IFI at home, you can watch all of our films on the um, home app. And just a, just a question, if I have a very busy weekend, my auntie calls over at two o'clock and I have my festival ticket, they go offline at... 12 o'clock on the Sunday. Yeah, so you have, I think it's 70, when you start watching, you have up to 72 hours to watch them. So if you buy a ticket on Friday, you'll have, when you start, you'll have up to 72 hours to watch it. Okay, so you have till, I think it's the Monday at 12. So our uh, an Irish film is 7.50. Um, Afterward, Darkness, Maternal, Nuna, Mexico, and Fire, 7.50, or Letter to a Friend is 4.99. Our short film program is 750, where you can buy a full online festival bundle for 45.99. And that you'll get everything in that. Then if you want to um, uh, go to an in-screen, uh, in-person screening, uh, we have an exclusive preview theatrical screening of Wildfire, which is at half six on the Saturday, and that is 11.50. And our short film program which is on the Sunday at 6.30, is 11.50 also. Both masterclasses are free and you can register on uh, the IFI website or on the Dublin Feminist Film Festival website. So get purchasing. Um, so that is yeah. brilliant. I'm very, very excited. And thank you so much for chatting with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Always lovely to chat to the, the lovely people at the Dublin uh, Feminist Film Festival. So it's glad, it's glad to have you back this year. You were missed. I know. We missed you. <laughs> yeah, it's great to be back. And already I'm just thinking like next year's is going to be off the charts, bigger and better. <laughs> we'll all we have nice networking drinks in person. And I'd say person, like everyone's going oh. for, for a, a nice, I think, post screening wine chat. So yeah, just beautiful. Um we will I will be around there for the two days anyway. Um I'll plunk my my butt on one of the seats and drink lots of wine and just kind of chat to people afterwards and see how they they felt about the program and stuff like that that's one of the things i'm actually looking forward to doing <laughs> the weekends but yeah again that was brilliant so thanks Gemma. Mm-hmm.